0: Disclaimer, AFL players, coaches and umpires are professionals. The hilarious remarks and nicknames said in this podcast are not intended to be offensive in any way. Listener discretion is advised. (laughs) Okay, alright, okay. This is the Cousins AFLW Fantasy Podcast. I'm Keebs, coach of the Super Subs. I'm here with my cousin Jados. Coach of
1: NFNL, KFKL, no five, no life, no five, no life. And we like to party.
0: We do like to party.
1: We at the cousins like to party. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. Follow us on Instagram at Cousins underscore AFL underscore fantasy. And at Twitter at The Cousins Pod. And you know what to do. You want to subscribe to the podcast feed. You want to give us a follow and a rating. Um, We're just going to kick the episode off with that because, I don't know, something different.
0: How you doing? And also, love us, please. (laughs) Uh, I'm doing badly, cousin. Very badly, as you would know from my many, many sookie comments over the last three or four days. It's been a rough week, a very rough week. I'm depressed. I feel like the exact same way that you felt last week. <laughs> yeah. It's it, not a nice feeling. It's horrible. It's horrible. And it's because of a a mistake that I made which we'll get into in a bit, but uh yeah, I've just I've tanked my team and I'm I'm feeling pretty flat. You were sulking so hard the
1: other day, but to be fair, still to, sulking. to your to your credit, I think you've handled it pretty well.
0: Um I've handled it badly. You think so? Uh, internally Yes, one hundred percent. I was sitting at work, mulling over my team on Sunday, checking the scores and just feeling intense anger and misery. It's, oh mate. I honestly, it, I said it. The AFL Grand Final was on Saturday, and I had a crap weekend just because of AFLW fantasy. There you go. Just ruled it. Why don't you talk us through it? Why don't why don't you get a bit more specific about it? Well, I think it's probably a good s- segue into score, rank, and trade. So this week I scored 15-12. My rank is 69th overall, and my trades were Kiara Bowers, Aaron Phillips, and Annalise Lister to Abby Derrick Zali Goldsworthy, and Charlotte Thomas. Wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> No, that's what my trades should have been had I checked the game start times earlier. But I had Georgie Prasparkas traded into my team on Thursday. I thought the first game was on a Friday. Didn't check until the Melbourne-Geelong game locked out and uh, got stuck with Prasparkas in my team and had to think think on my feet and bring in a couple of players who I was not really sold on. But I had to try and make the best out of a bad situation. So... My actual score was 1376. Ooh. My actual rank is 223rd and my actual trades were Kiara Bowers, Aaron Phillips and Annalise Lister to Georgie Presparkus, Diana Berry and Nat Grider. Oh. And uh yeah mate, it cost me 136 points, my little snafu with the with the game times, with the game days. Yeah, there's not much to say mate. It was a rough weekend. 136 points though. For f- just for so everyone can get a good picture in their head of how much points that actually is. It's 45.3 points per trade. That is the difference between a 45 and a 90 from one player three times, mate. (laughs) It is utterly, utterly ridiculous and frustrating, and I always bake people for making mistakes like this in fantasy. And maybe it's karma, but it feels... Horrible, mate. I feel like a chump, a rookie, and it's just—it's bad. It's been a bad week. It's been a bad <laughs> weekend, and I've cost myself the chance at a prize. I—I I, I think I'm still in hat territory, but I'm not in—I'm not in car territory. Well, yet.
1: the thing about AFLW it's is big that gap,
0: mate. it's just
1: the bad decisions really cost you, and the, and you suffer the consequences for multiple weeks. Um, and yeah, it's just so. It's so aggressive. Like the good players go up so much, and the bad players go down so much. So you really do live with your bad decisions. Um, I feel for you. I can't believe you you didn't know. Oh, I sent you a message because so teams teams were like I didn't even check on Thursday. Arvo That'd maybe twenty minutes or thirty minutes before the game, yeah. And I saw that uh, Lister was out, and I messaged you. I was like, Lister is out. Cause sort out your trades because there's a game starting soon. And I was
0: busy doing important stuff. Yeah, playing and playing. NBA 2K24 <laughs> with Nash. I forgot about that. The one time I so it really sit is your own fault. The one time I sit down to relax through the week mate and it ruins my whole fantasy team. It's just Listeners from last week's pod will know that I was extremely keen on Abby Derek. and the fact that I missed her and she turned up man, I don't know what to say anymore. It's just <laughs> How did you go this week, cousin?
1: I I well, I finally bounced back from 2 weeks in a row of sadness. I scored a 1455 I've snuck myself back in the top 100. I'm ranked 98th and my trades were Kay Bowers, N Bresnahan and H Cordner to Amy McDonald, Hannah Priest and Natty Grider. I wrote that wrong. Natalie Grider, (laughs) (laughs) who was a major disappointment with her 33. I'm sure we'll talk about her a bit later. We both brought her in. Yes, we will talk about her a bit later. 33 is just so bad. So, so bad. Um, But maybe that's a good way to segue into our hogs and flogs for this week. And we're going to start with our hogs.
0: Right, hit us with it, cuz. One vote I've gone. Gardner. Good every week. She is just terrific at footy. Having an absolutely massive breakout for the Swans. And is carrying the team. So 132 is a massive score. Two votes I've gone. Hannah Priest. Second week in my team. Dropped to 120 this week. And just immediately justified paying up for her. She's clearly the best defender and just a, just a massive massive game. Such a joy to watch. And the three votes I've gone Elise Parker my pod for a 139 against North. It really was a saving grace of the weekend and it made me it it helped me to retain some sanity so I didn't completely lose my marbles in the shambles that that was the weekend but 139 is just such a massive score one of the biggest scores for the year so Elise Parker three votes. Well that was the top score for the week. And also,
1: I think it's um, it's nice for you because you went uh, Ghana to her last week. So I did. It's uh, and you know, it's a good payoff for you with that risky move.
0: Well, yeah, Parker's outscored her by about twenty points over the last two weeks now, which is awesome. Well, so there you go, justified. Yeah, <laughs> justified the trade, and now it's she's a pod that other people are yeah. sort of scrambling well, to. Ghana so.
1: Ghana lost over hundred k this week, and Parker went up over hundred k. So, seems like a good move in retrospect. That's a tick. Yeah, big tick on that one. All right, my hogs for this week. I'm giving one vote to Ashradel for a 113. Um I was looking to trade her a couple of weeks ago, but I decided to hold her and back her in and she's proven to be a great hold and an awesome unique now for the rank climb that I'm about to embark on. Um I'm giving two votes to Laura Gardner for a 132. She was my VC which I end up take ended up taking instead of Ghana, which turned out to be a massive move for me. Um But I don't really need to pump her up any more than, you know, like the whole community just loves Laura Gardner. Um, And it's just what we expect from her nowadays. She's just a little pig. But my three votes goes to Hannah, Motherflippin' Priest. What an absolute star. 28 disposals, 10 tackles, and 120 points for a defender, no less. That's so nice for for a trade-in for me this week. Um, So Hannah Priest, three votes.
0: Cool. All right, we'll get into our flogs. All right, I'll go first with the Flogs cousin. And this, to be honest, could all three of my Flogs this week could have received maximum votes, plus a few extras in the team. Shout out to Britt Benici, who didn't get any any Flog votes, but well-deserved this week for a disappointing performance. But the one vote, I can't decide. I've got the three (laughs) names here, and I'm equally as mad at all three of them. But one vote I've given to Nat Grider. When I saw her on seven at quarter time, I was concerned. I was deeply concerned, but I thought, okay, she's close enough to a primo defender. She should be able to save it from here. Then she was on seven at half time. <laughs> and I thought, all right, come on. The joke's over. You can stop now. 33 at full time is just a terrible, terrible score from a terrible, terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm upset, mate. I'm just upset. It was my own fault, but she was kind of screaming out as one of the better better options for a cheap defender, a value defender this week and was just very disappointing. So she gets my negative one. My negative two goes to Bree Davy. This is the fourth consecutive week in a row that her score has gotten worse. <laughs> She's gone from 90 to 80 to 70 to 60. And finally out of my team. Disgraceful effort, mate. I know she's had people hanging off her, and I know she's carrying an injury, but come on, man. You've got to show a bit more. It's similar to the Jack Steele situation from earlier in the year, Cousin, when you said you're not being a courageous captain by staying out there and playing through injury. All you're doing is letting yourself down, you're letting your teammates down, and you're letting the fantasy coaches and community down. And I feel let down, mate, but no more. That's it. Get out of my team this week. Just a final clip to Bree Davey. And a negative two. And my negative three to the catalyst, the architect of my destruction, Georgie prosparkis <laughs> 68? Are you joking? How <laughs> do you play that badly? I know you said that she was copying a bit of a tag, but it was like a light CBA attention. It's as light as it gets, really. And then at stoppages, she was by herself. She was roaming the ground by herself and just could not impact the game. You got Nina Morrison and Amy McDonald there being just absolute studs, racking up the footy, and Georgie Prasparkas being a a just disappointment. <laughs> just a disappointment. So negative three, Georgia Prisparkas, and I want to trade her out. I know it's <laughs> I know it's silly, but she dropped so much in price, mate. She ruined my team. She ruined my season. <laughs> it just feels like I've gotta get my vengeance on her. I keep giggling a little
1: giggles of joy hearing you be mad at Georgie because this has been my whole season. I picked her up in round two after that massive game and she's been nothing but disappointing for me as well. She gets a little bit of attention just every week. Um, She's a star of the comp but having people hang off her at stoppages is just so detrimental to her scoring, I think, because she doesn't really get much on the outside as it is. So... She needs to get all her points from the stoppage and it's just, it's hard work for her every week. So yeah,
0: yeah, disappointing score. I, I do have a couple of things to add on this. She got some very unlucky free kicks, which which did tank her score towards the end. There was a higher call that was just not high. I can't remember who it was on, but someone completely ducked into her. She wrapped him up. Could have even been holding the ball. Went against her. She had a couple of other tackle calls against her. So this it could have been a much better score, but 68 is just so dirty, man. For, for a an uber-premium midfielder. Just flattening. But who are your flogs this week, cousin?
1: All right, so I'm also giving my one vote to Natalie Grider for a 33. Just yucky stuff. But same things that you said. Um, one A, a, a small flag on this is it was a bit of a strange game. Um, Hawks were just absolutely bringing the tackling pressure for the first half. Um, to me, they play like... Um, I know Xavier Ellis on the Marrera's Magic podcast always refers to the Sydney Swans team, the men's team, as like headless chooks. Like they just run and run (sighs) and run and and it's just like chaos ball. And I feel like Hawks play that game style and also Brisbane play that same game style. So when the two teams were just in the one game, it was just, it was kind of chaos. Um, And there were barely any marks. I think there were 10 players on single digit scores at halftime. So Grider just could not get her hands on the pill. She couldn't take any marks. It was disgusting. So one vote to her. Now my two votes, Chloe Malloy for a 51. It's not even close to being a top five forward score. Um, Other than the one game, she's been a massive disappointment to everyone who started her. And it's just, it's, it's bizarre to me because she's still getting the CBAs. She has the role she kicks goals as well, but she doesn't do anything other than tackle and kick the odd goal.
0: She really sucked us in in the first two rounds. She
1: did. She did. Um, But my three votes, guess who it is? Georgie. No. Nah. Erin Phillips. <laughs> who else could it be? What more could we say? 38 points against West Coast. Zero tackles. What do we expect? Oh, man. I, I flagged it two weeks ago that she was cooked. She scored a 70. And at the time, it seemed like a bit of an outrageous call, but she has been nothing but crap since then. <laughs> so Aaron Phillips, like you said, three votes and out of my team. Hopefully, the last time I have to mention her. Yeah, it just it hurts. It really hurts when you know when you see something and you're like, "Yep, I want to get off this player," but you go, "Ah, oh, maybe I'll give them a chance." And then it really burns you on the other end, and you just have to cop it. Against, um, against West
0: Coast, too.
1: All the teams. It's I know. I know. Anyway, Aaron Phillips, three votes, and that's our hogs and flogs. We're going to move on to Hot Bakes. Hot Bakes. Okay, I'm switching it up this week. Instead of a hot bake, I've actually got a hot praise, and it goes to myself. Wanker. <laughs> to suggest... <laughs> Call me what you will, I'm praising myself for suggesting that Noffy could be the one that gets the single tag. And I feel like I was the only person that was screaming out for this. I said, you can't have as many disposals as she had the previous week. Just absolutely obliterate another team off your own boot and not, you know, and not get flagged for attention. Um so I'm glad I'm I'm happy that I flagged that, but also I have to sort of segue that into a little bit of a hot praise for Noffy herself. For being an absolute beast and just tackling and soccering her way to a 91, it's just impressive stuff because single was just not giving her an inch. It was crazy, man. Like she was wearing her like a glove. Um, so for Noffy, and she had that like crazed look in her eye, that determined look of like, I'm going to do something. Like she was tackling single heaps. She was tackling anything that moved. She was giving away a lot of free kicks, but she just went into absolute beast mode, got to 91. So bit a bit of a praise for Noffy on that. Cool. I also wanted to
0: give Noffy a bit of hot praise. The the, the fourth part to my trade snafu was Georgie Prasparkas was in my team with a VC, which meant that I had to use my captain and I was a bit scared to put it on Gardner. So I went with Noffy and when I saw a single mosey over to her, I was afraid of what might be about to happen. But again, shout out to Noffy for getting to a 91 with like the hardest tag in the game. Because single is just an absolute beast. Hot praise to her as well for just being a good tagger. But Noffy to get to 91 with my C. 91 is not a good captain score, but it could have been much, much worse. And that is just what you want from your players. We say it time in, time out, when you get tagged, all you have to do is show a bit of intent and tackle your way to a decent score. And that's what Nofi did. That's what we love to see. So hot praise for her as well from me. Also, wanted to give a hot praise to Nina Morrison because I didn't get to shout her out in my hogs for just smashing the eye test every week. She looks amazing and she's clearly my favorite AFLW player at the moment, cousin. Just I just love the way she goes about it, mate. She's just slick. She kicked a sick goal in the game. Just good. That's she's fun. super underrated. Oh, mate. She's, she's clean. She's
1: She makes good decisions. Great disposal. She's Geelong's best midfielder. I'm not afraid to say it. I sort of agree with you. She's so I really good do now. agree with you. She's good on the inside, good on the outside. She's damaging, hits the scoreboard. What more could you say?
0: Exactly. I have a third hot praise. It's a happy It's a happy pod, which is weird. For how, <laughs> for how angry terribly. I've been all weekend. But the third hot praise, I'll keep this one short and sweet because, again, it is an AFLW fantasy pod. But for that men's AFL grand final, for just being one of the greatest things that I've ever witnessed in my entire life, some of the goals that were kicked in that game were amazing and just to have a close grand final terrific so that gets a hot praise and now a hot bake to myself for being an absolute schmuck and not checking the times cousin i've i've failed myself i've failed the cousins i've failed the listeners and i'm sad about it mate i'm just sad about it yeah well let it be a lesson to you and me it is and the listeners they say they say pride comes before the fall, mate. And I was proud of my team <laughs> climbing rank. I was sneaking my way into the top 100, into into I, I would say outside contention. And that's just all been swept away within the space of a week. And now I'm just a miserable man. So hot back for my for myself. <laughs> yep. Well, it was a pretty positive, pretty positive uh, segment.
1: Um, we're going to move on to fantasy stocks.
0: Okay, fantasy stocks, if you haven't heard the segment before, you have to picture us, I guess, pitching players as part of the stock exchange and deciding whether or not we would buy, sell, or hold their stocks going forward. We'll start with defenders, work our way down. So cousin, the first player is Hannah Priest at 992k. Yeah, I mean, stock's up, obviously. <laughs> She's incredible. She's the best
1: defender by a country mile at this point. She's the only one that gets inside mid-time, really. Um, the the real depth of the question, though, is whether you would pay, what is it, 990k for her? 992, yeah. 992. That's almost a mil for a defender, which is absurd. Yeah,
0: <sighs> it is. Would it is. you? I, I Absolutely, mate. The thing is... You, you said it just before, no other defenders are getting high CBA games, having a high CBA role. 120 is a ridiculously high score for defenders. I'm not sure, I haven't actually fact-checked this, but it. I'm imagining it's the highest score from a defender on the year by quite a substantial amount. Most defenders playing that half-back sort of intercepting role, you know, like Darcy, Evans, Carney, those sorts of players their ceilings max out around 90. Like, you're not, you're not going to see too much more than that. Yeah. Even 90 is quite, quite a large score. Yeah. So. Well, the, the other big ones I can think of were Stannett in round one. I
1: think she's got a 97. Yeah. And Gab Pound scored a 90 on the, oh, Cordner scored a 94. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But even that was huge, you know? Yeah. Gab Pound scored a 90 in, in round two yeah. when she played her first game um, as well. And, yeah, but that, that's the point. Like, no one has a ceiling like that. No, one, the consistency of her scoring too. I think she's clearly D one, and if you're chasing an upgrade, she's the way to go. Like, you, you've I think you've got to have her in your team. Otherwise, you're gonna get burnt in defense every single week. Yep. All right. Next cool. player. Cool. Next player is Daisy Darcy at seven forty six k. I guess the question is if you could bring her in now off the back of two disappointing weeks in a row. I would have said yes, but she has Richmond this week who have
1: been shutting down defenders very well. They press high. They don't give an inch of room. I would wait one more week. I think a break even is high 70s as well. So yes, I think she'll turn it around, but not this week.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'd be waiting one more week. So I guess you'd call it a hold. Yep. Um, If she's in your team. Yeah, if you're, you're an owner, you're still rolling with her as I would well. hold her. Yep. Cool. Next player is Katie Lynch at 7.33K. Coming off a 70, a 40, and an 80 in the last three weeks. I'm
1: going to say no. I'm going to say, well, it's if you own her, hold her. Um, But I, I am not recommending her as a buy. She's too inconsistent.
0: Yeah, it's a no from me. I think we've both learnt the lesson this week that if you go value shopping in defence, you could get burnt immediately. And Lynch has dropped, what, three? Two or three really poor scores on the year. Yep. So it's and no you can expect well. more. Yep. Yeah. Next player is Amy Smith at 722k, coming off a horrible score.
1: Yeah, I, she was barely sighted all game. She played like 50% time on ground as well. So I don't know if she's carrying an injury or there was some tactical reason why her time on ground was low. But I saw her a couple of times on the app like um, looking at the bench players and she was on there for like nine minutes and everyone else had been rotating, but she wasn't. So I don't know what's up. But if I was an owner, I think it's a good chance to jump off. Her price is still pretty good. You can get to basically anyone you want.
0: Yeah, interesting. i tell you what. I, I wish this could have been a hot bag, but I wish there was more consistency with the news around players in the AFLW. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll get better. I, hope, I think it will now. I, th- I think having an official fantasy game and some diehard fans probably, diehard sort of injury news fans helps. Will yep. help. Will help. Yep. All right, next player is Tanya Kennedy at 727K. Having a, a high CBA role coming off three decent scores in a row, Cousin. We might feel
1: differently about this one, but I, th- I like it still. She's gone up a truckload, um, like maybe 400K on the season. She was almost rookie well she was a rookie price to start the year Um, she dropped a couple of 30s to start with but since then she has had inside midfield time she has looked fantastic three good scores in a row I think sometimes you just have to go okay that player is you know doing well and has the role ticks all those boxes even though I could have got her cheaper sometimes you just got to swallow your pride and do it and I think she's still a good buy
0: (laughs) yeah it's an interesting one for me I don't know how I feel about it I think I, I can't see her really being close to those top defenders. I don't know. I think you probably would have liked to have seen a little bit more from her with a higher CBA role in the last couple of weeks because in you know there's every chance that we could have seen the best of her and you know she might not quite put scores up in line with what she's been doing for the rest of the year. It's a hard one for <clears> me. I mean, if you're keen, I would say go for it and, and buy, but I think it's probably one that I'm I'm keen to steer yeah. clear of. Put
1: put it this way, I think she's actually lower risk than the other defenders around her price bracket.
0: Yeah, with the CBA role, she's probably not gonna drop any twenties or yeah, 30s. that's what I
1: mean. I don't I think maybe yeah, she's possibly overperforming. Or the last few weeks she's been overperforming, but I don't think she's like a forty. She's gonna drop a bunch of thirties and forties on you like Grider can or like Lynch can. So I think she's actually safer. Put it like put it this way. She's putting up numbers kind of like Isla Sheeran, but she's a hundred K cheaper. And I would maybe get her over Sheeran.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't think maybe I, I don't think I would, but I can see where you're coming from just with the consistency of the role. Okay, last defender I want to talk about is Nat Grider at six eighty K. What do you think is the play for owners? <laughs> I.e. us. Yes, (laughs) I.e. us. (laughs) Um, Are we selling
1: this week? I think you can, but I can't really get to anyone that I think is like an obvious upgrade. Like if if it's like you have the money to get to Hannah Priest, obviously an upgrade. Or Emma Carney, if you don't have Emma Carney, then that's an obvious upgrade. But for me, it's like it would be a sideways to someone like Tanya Kennedy. And that's where I'm like, do we we really just want to keep going around the defense merry-go-round? Because... Kennedy might drop a 50 this week and Grider might score a 75 and it might be a 25-point swing on your trades, you know? So I think I'm going to hold her for one more week and then maybe see what Daisy Darcy does and then look to maybe
0: make that trade in a week's time. Yeah, I completely agree. I think if you're going up from Grider to someone who you think is a definite top five, then it's by all means go ahead. But there's, there's nothing really to be gained from shuffling these cheap defenders around. We've sort of seen... Throughout the course of the year, they're, they're all susceptible to poor scores. So, I mean, Greta's hopefully had her bad game now, um, and you know can sort of come out the other side a bit stronger. Hopefully, <laughs> you know, if you trade now after a thirty-three, then you're selling low, and there's not you're not yeah. really giving. You're yourself-
1: basically you're you're accepting that you lost on that trade. You've lost on that play, and there's no way they can come back for you or make
0: up that ground. So, you know, do it at your own risk. Yeah, cool. All right, we'll move on to the midfielders. First player I want to talk about is Jazz Garner at 1.514 mil, cousin. What are you suggesting? Well, I sold her two weeks ago and it proved to be a shrewd decision. So props to me for being just a risk taker. (laughs) Um, But where do you sit now in terms of selling? She's played, well, really only the one poor score, but coming off a 92, it's not even a poor score, but I mean, it's poor for what she was doing earlier in the year but her b now is 157 which is absolutely enormous and i would say there's probably not really a scenario in which she goes that big this week so where do you sit do you think you can sell are you holding i'm so conflicted i have so many thoughts on this so we saw with
1: bowers what happens if a player drops a bad score and that and they have a break even that big. You just lose all your money in one week. Yeah, it's it's gone. It disappears. Completely. Yeah. So, you really do have to predict what she's going to do this week. Because this is the week that she has the big break even. Now, Ghana has only had one bad score. And I put that in inverted commas all year. Um, and really, she was the reason the score was low is because she only had two tackles. And... I think she's going to come back up with those tackles this week against Fremantle, who we've seen are a high-tackle team. I don't know. I, I'm considering captaining her this week, so I don't I don't see why I'd want to sell the player who I predict will be the highest scorer in my team. You know what I mean? With It's a bit different with Bowers because Bowers was injured. Obviously, we didn't quite know the extent of the injury when we were holding her at 500K or when we were paying for her at 500K. But this is different because it's Jazz Garner who's been the best player all season or top two best players all season for fantasy and she hadn't like one mediocre game, I think she'll be fine. And I, I'm saying hold. Yeah,
0: see, the thing the thing about trading Garner is you're not trading her because you think she's going to perform badly over a prolonged period. You're trading her to maximize the cash that she made, jump onto someone else, make some more cash and then bring her back in a few weeks. It's We talked about it. In weeks gone by, it's just an alternative cash gen method. Um, yeah, something that I, I decided to do that has worked well because she played averagely. But the game that Kiara Bowers lost all her value in, almost 200K, she scored a 78 and her BE was 140. Jazz Garner's BE is 157 this week. So for her to lose the same amount of value that Bowers did in her big week that kind of cooked a lot of people's teams, Garner would only have to score 95 this week. And that's still a reasonable score. So I guess the point I'm making is if she has another average game or even a solid game and just scrapes to 100 or doesn't quite scrape to 100, she's going to go down almost 200K, which is just a massive amount. Um, So I think if you can jump off, find someone that you think could make money this week, you could literally swap back next week, make yourself 300K. It's it's a bit of a weird strat and one definitely not one for everyone, but it's one that, yeah, I decided to, to pull off and Ghana's a target for me now in the coming weeks. But yeah, this week I think I'd I'd be it's probably the last week you, you could yes, sell. Her. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh yeah, you can do it. You can do it. But I just wanna I feel like the cash gen is getting so difficult at the moment. And like exactly that is exactly why you're presenting the trade. But then I also wanna present the scenario of like what if she goes like one forty this week and doesn't lose much money, break even then middles out. And then you're going, how do I find the 350K it costs to get from Prasparkas to yeah. Ghana next week? You know what I mean? Then you're stuck without her and she might go back up. But, like, but it's the the There are scenarios where you get stuck
0: without her, which I wouldn't want to risk doing. The the way that you would play it though is to go from Ghana down to someone like Dowrick or uh I'm trying to think of another midfielder that has a, a really low B E. Like Elise Parker, that's a great example. That this week makes you 300 k and they could be the same price next week. That's how fast. That's how rapidly prices move. Yeah. So, but would you if so? Say
1: Elise Parker has a good score this week. You probably wouldn't want to trade her out off the back of a good score. So you're looking to get someone else. Derek. Up to Garner. Derek.
0: If if you went Garner to Derek this week, makes you 500k, yeah. which is huge. Yeah. Next week that trade could cost you 200k. Yeah. Like it, again, it's but a you weird, still
1: have to find that 200k and like. The only sorts of trades that are making you 200k, if, you, if your bench is as dry as most people's is, is by, you know, doing more of these and slowly you're culling all your primos. But if you make... <laughs> I'm just <laughs> presenting weird scenarios, I guess. maybe yeah. it's Maybe it's not the most fruitful we, conversation to
0: have. I but- guess we could debate it all day, but like making 500k the amount of upgrades that you get in other parts of your team I think can easily justify a trade like that and yeah it again it goes back to aggressively going after your predictions yes yeah yeah you, yep. know, you know if you think Ghana's is going to have an average week this week then by all means like you could it could be like a comp winning move yeah that that's what yes. it has the potential to be or yep. you could you know cook your team it's 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 one for the risk takers sure but um, yeah, it's one that I'd be happy to do. Yeah, I think that's that's I'm very happy. well put. All right, next player is Hallie Anderson at 1.278 mil. Um, I think not too much chat to be had. Like We both think she's an awesome option, but it's just the flag that they play Gold Coast next week and she's surely going to get the single tag. So if you are keen, just hold off for yep. two weeks, I guess. Yeah. Cool. All right. Next player is Georgie Prasparkas at 1.161 oh, mil. Oh, Georgie. What are you doing with Georgie this week? Well,
1: I've. I'm going to get angry again. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Me too, man. Um, uh, I'm going to hold. We've So I've had a look at the Cats' draw, and it's really easy. But there is a scenario where you could trade her this week because she does have. Essendon, and she might get the Nanscorn stoppage tag. That might hold her to maybe, what, a 90, 95? Even if she scores a 100, she's going to drop. hold her
0: to a 68, mate.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, it might. But she could drop a lot of money still. Um, so you really have to think about whether you think she's going to get better or whether that round one score was a huge outlier and then maybe she's just a low hundreds
0: at best. Yeah, B is about 120 as well, so... It's an interesting one. I don't think there's enough value on her to cash her out. That's the problem. She lost all her value last week. And if if, if you trade now, it's just a sideways to McDonald or Swanson or It's Parker. not an up. You're not or, getting
1: an upgrade out of it, are
0: you? Yeah, you're not making cash and you're probably not getting a boost in scoring. So I think at this point, you just have to hold and, and pray that she comes good. Um, Yeah, there's there's no one cheaper than her that you'd really feel comfortable bringing in for her. So nah, it's yep. just a wait now. Well put. Cool. Next player is Elise Parker at one point two three three mil. I love it. Me, I love it. too, mate. We're both calling it a big buy.
1: Yeah, she. I mean, just quickly, she is an outstanding player, but she has an awesome
0: draw coming up. Do you want me to get it up? You can. You absolutely can. Just dropped. Just dropped a massive score on North as well, who is just a, a hard, hard team. She was a highest score of the round with her one thirty nine. And it goes, it just feeds to the idea of jumping on players when they're bottomed out because Parker was bottomed out two weeks ago and now she's looking like the pick of the midfielders. Um, So I just think you have to be proactive jumping on these players. But hit us with the draw, cousin.
1: Yep, she's got West Coast, then St. Kilda, and then she has Carlton, then Gold Coast, and then I think she has Port. To finish, yeah, Port Adelaide to finish,
0: yeah. So that's a that's an awesome run. You probably want to jump off her for the GC game because she'll get the, lo- the Lucy single tag. But three yep. weeks, three of weeks soft of games. awesomeness, and then Port in the last round. If you want to, I don't know, bring her back. But yeah, for now, she's she's a terrific option. Yep, cool. Next player is Bree Davy at one point zero zero three mil, and for me, it is. Just all aboard, get, I mean, all abort, abort, (laughs) abort, all aboard, all aboard the abort train. (laughs) Just get off Brie Davy people. (laughs) Yep. She's injured. She gets tagged every week. Get out of there. Cool. All right. Next player is Britt Benici at 1.104 mil. Been a great cash cow, mid-price cash cow, but I think now's the time to go. Yeah, I agree with that. Cool. Last midfielder we've got here is Abby Darick at 1.024 mil. Had a big game on the weekend, cousin. Where do you see her from here? <laughs> I've been warning people off her for
1: probably two or three weeks and you've been trying to encourage people or encourage her as a pick. Um,
0: yeah, I don't know. Maybe Has she gone up too much? No, 1.024 mil. So she's still like really cheap. She went up, I think, 90k this week. Coming off a ton against West Coast has Sydney this week, who I don't think they'll give her attention. I wouldn't I wouldn't think so. Port's not a, a real threat. Uh yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd have
1: know. North the week after.
0: Elise Parker just dropped a
1: 139 on him. Yeah, but Elise Parker is
0: a different player to Abby Dowrick. Yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm sorry. Man. Yeah, she is. She is. But I don't think scoring has been that dry against North. Um yeah, I know. I know. Derek's not on the level of Parker, but she's just cheap. She's cheap. She's got a super low bear. Has a soft game this weekend. I think it's it could be a great short term play for cash. Yeah. Gym. All right. Cool. All right. We'll move on to the rocks. Just the one, Matilda Schultz. We wanted to discuss. Is it time? I think it's time. It's time to
1: say our farewells to Tilly. She's been just phenomenal for us. Um, an absolute trooper. A godsend to our teams. Um, but if you can get her up to someone good, uh, yeah, pull the trigger.
0: Yeah, the flag is that she has Sydney this week Who are actually giving up the most points to Rucks over the year. So she could be good this week, but the be is going up and I think it could be time to jump off. Um, yeah, I just, I think there's, there's better options around. All right. Awesome. All right, we'll get into the forwards. First one we've got is Karen Paxman at 933K.
1: I love it. We all thought she was... Top five to start the year. She had a slow start. She had injury concern, but we've seen three solid scores now. She's getting midfield time. I think it's
0: great. Yeah, rounding into form now. I think she's a big buy. Cool. The next one is Zali Goldsworthy at 928k. Has she gone up too much? Is she still value, cousin? (laughs) This is going to be a headache for me all week.
1: I think she's still a buy. I really, really like Goldsworthy. Um, She tackles... She gets around the ground for some marks. She gets a lot of disposals. Um, she's young. She plays 100% time on ground. You
0: already mentioned the Giants soft run as well.
1: She has the soft run. She has West Coast this week. So if she has a massive game, then she will be too expensive next week. But I
0: really like it this week. Yeah, I'm on, I'm in the same boat. As much as it hurts because we we both passed her up in the last couple of weeks. But I still think she's cheap enough to jump on. And... I've got her creeping into my my top five forwards. We'll discuss that in a bit. But, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I still think you can get her. Cool. Last forward we'll talk about is Deanna Berry at 788K. Cousin, I brought her in this week for her 70. Bit of an interesting game she had. She really smashed the eye test and had a massive start to the game and then slowed down, got moved forward, um, and then impacted the game as a forward late. What do you think? I still like it. I... <laughs> She had quite a lot of CBAs.
1: She looks really good in there. She's a ferocious tackler. She moves well. Um, She went forward, I think, in the third quarter and then back to the midfield in the fourth. But at her price, like, if she's the best you can get up to for Phillips, I think it's going to cost you about 100K. Yep. I don't hate it because it's still a massive upgrade on Phillips. Like you, you went Phillips to her last week. It
0: banked you money, yeah, it, and it
1: was like a thirty-two point upgrade. Yeah, something thirty-two yeah, points. Thirty-two, that 32. You net?
0: Yeah. Um, I was messaging him at the start of this game, just fangirling over Barry, <laughs> just saying that she's an absolute beast and she's smashing the eye test. And she's you're being <laughs> very reactionary. You, like, <laughs> she's my favorite player already. I love her. Yeah. I was. I was. I gave you my top three list of favorites, and I was like, yeah, she's right there, mate. She's an absolute gun. <laughs> And she does. She smashed the eye test. She wears her sleeves as well, which is just cool as. But, man, I don't know. She really started to fade towards the end of the second quarter. And then she just looked gassed to me. And when she got moved forward, to me it made sense because I was like, yeah, she just looks like she's not capable of running this game out, which is unfortunate to say. But, yeah, it's a hard one. It, it really is because she, she smashed the eye test last week, smashed the eye test last week, Played it, played a career best game, and then, yeah, backed it up with a, a massive start. Um, I'm holding. She she has a low BE too, so she should, should still go up in price. But I'm I'm just concerned that she could be spending more time forward, and maybe the midfield stint is short lived. I think if she stays in the midfield, though, she'll be a great option. Uh, you just need to see a, a bit more fitness from her, I guess. Yeah. Well, think
1: about how good she was last week, and think about where the bulldogs' season is at. Oh, I think they're gonna they're terrible. gonna want to give her CBAs where they can. It's interesting that you say that she looked really, really gassed in that game because post-game, um, the Western Bulldogs coach, Nathan Burke, in his press conference, talked about how he basically just slammed the Bulldogs players for not being fit enough. He said uh, it might be a culture thing, maybe like eating habits. Wow. Or like maybe not taking, like skipping the odd ice bath and things like that. And he was like, these things need a change. It's not good enough to be like a professional and do these things and it's just like wow
0: that's really brutal to hear it's pretty it's yeah it's pretty rare to hear criticism like that of over the women's game yeah it's it's sort of refreshing i think to to hear that sort of stuff like a coach talk honestly uh, openly about yeah. about his players yeah. that it, he feels like aren't towing the line but yeah it's an interesting one i mean it's just
1: interesting that you say that she looked like she couldn't run out the game and then, and then post game the the coach comes and says that, and that he thinks there are fitness issues with the team. It's just like, well, okay, maybe maybe
0: there's some truth to it. Yeah, I don't know if that's a concern, more of a concern about about Barry specifically, because if if it's something that I and I'm sure other other people might have noticed, and then it's something that the coach is saying, is is she going to be moved out of the midfield now? I don't I, I don't, wouldn't say I so.
1: I wouldn't say so. So the other thing about Barry though is that last week when she had that 92 she had a handful of disposals, like a lot of disposals yeah. and and got around the ground for a bunch of marks but not too many tackles. And then this week we saw the opposite. We saw her tackle um a lot more and have slightly less disposals and a bit less of the ball on the outside. So maybe maybe she can put two and two together in in the same game, you know, she might have more of a ceiling. Like 70 is fine. Is fine it's for fine that for price. Ford, yeah. It's like it's like we were talking about Goldsworthy as a good buy. Two, 76 she scored. Two weeks week. ago, yeah. And and she's been scoring mostly 70s and 80s and had that one massive score. There's no reason why Barry can't do the same thing with even like 50% CBAs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if she plays a mid-forward split, she could she could be a great buy at this price.
0: So I still think it's all right. Yeah, I agree. I, it's definitely a hold. I think, yeah, it, it could still be a buy. Cool. All right. That wraps up the Fantasy Stocks players for the week. Can I can I actually just quickly throw one more name at you that I want to discuss? Well, all right.
1: Hit me with Ella it. Ella Roberts. What are your thoughts on jumping off her? Now, she's obviously a fantastic player, probably maybe Eagles best player, second best player, um, along with Swanson. She's incredible, but she doesn't quite get the CBAs that you'd hope for, Um and just with where West Coast are at, I think we might see her drop off, especially with the run that they have coming home. They've got a couple of tough games coming up in the next three or four weeks. I think it could be a good way to maybe climb rank
0: by jumping off her early. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't mind it. I, I would call her a hold slash sell. You definitely wouldn't want to buy her at this point. But, I mean, she hasn't really dropped any any very poor scores yet. She's kind of scoring in line with the lower part of the, of the top five forwards. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I. Yeah. I. I'll call it a sell. I'll okay. call it a sell. You could definitely sell if you want to and bring in a big dog because she's she's a, quite a way off. Whore Gardner Morrison too good. Um. And yeah, I mean even Goldsworthy is kind of has kind of leapfrogged her, leapfrogged her, not leapfrogged her. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, in the forward ranking. So. Uh, yeah. I think you can jump. on. Low off. priority sell. Yeah. yeah. I just think I think all it's going to take is
1: one bad score which could be this week or next week and all of a sudden we're going to be like oh man like she's a priority trade she's only worth like 700k like that's all it takes in the women's game for them to be like a massive trade out priority you know
0: it's a brutal game but if you can get off early I think you're going to get ahead agree agree cool All right, that wraps up the fantasy stocks players we'll move on to Knights of the Round Table Knights of the Round Table we where we
1: able. We do and call the scenes to put we dine well here in Camelot, we eat ham and jam and a lot. Aight, boom, Knights of the Round Table, it's where we discuss all the relevant news in fantasy land around this rectangular table. We are King Arthur's men. And yeah, there's a lot there's much to discuss. We're going to start with listener questions
0: this week and I'm going to throw it to you keeps. Put the container down. Sorry, I'm a fidgety man. <laughs> you are a fidgety man on the pod. Always fidgeting. I wish, I wish the listeners could see you. Were, you always got like a a pen or a container. Or last week you were like grappling stress ball, grappling with your bag. Brought out the stress ball, <laughs> the gift. But no, I will get us into our listener questions. We've got a few this week, and we've got a few similar questions. Um, we've got one from Eamon Morgan at Morganator two thousand and eight, and it's value downgrade for Philips. And then top four defender upgrade targets. So we'll start with the Phillips part and just say, you're out of luck. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Eamon. (laughs) Unfortunately, there's not really any forwards under Aaron Phillips' price that you could go to on field. There's just no one coming out. It's Yeah, I mean, honestly, we've scoured through everyone. And there's no one that you'd be confident bringing into your team. I think your best bet is to try and swing your trade so that Phillips is going up
1: rather than down.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it, it's the only option you've got. You've got to rejigger something and make sure you can get her up. There is value targets for Phillips, but not downgrades. Yeah. So we also had a couple of other questions about about Phillips as well. Um, one from Corey Blackledge at Corzab 213 and one from... Simo at Simo one two four two one nine three nine. Um, about yeah, Phillips and value picks in the forward line. So I guess we'll just we'll go over value picks in the forward line first. Um, who screams out to you the most? Like we said, no it, no downgrade <laughs> targets, but there the, is some cheap.
1: They're all up, and my number one target is is Paxi Paxi Paxman, um, Karen Paxi Paxman, Karen Paxi Paxman. Karen Paxi Paxman. Um, yeah, I like her. I think she's top five. She's put up three good scores. We said it before. Um, I really like her. I really like Goldsworthy still just because of the run that she has. Um, I just like how she is looking when she plays. So I think she's a good target. And the other one, slightly more risky, but also cheaper, is uh, Deanna Berry. Um, I still think you can go there. Um, she's got Carlton this week. So I think you could get, maybe even if it's just for one week, it costs you 100k, get Phillips up to her. Get a nice price rise out of her. Even if she scores a 70, you probably still make, what, 80K, 70K off that, and then you can probably get her up to Paxman the next week or something. Do it like a stepping stone, you
0: know? Yeah, I like like the berry pick still. We did discuss it just before. Paxman and Goldsworthy too. If you're really a glutton for punishment and you like to take risks, you could consider Chelsea Randall, but her role is still poor. She's 720K for a reason. She's averaging 58. I mean, there is a scenario in which she rockets up quickly and becomes one of the the top 5 or a top 5 smoky for the rest of the year, but yeah, you'd probably want to see something first. Unfortunately, there's just not really any cheap forwards.
1: I can't I can't see out. her role changing. That's the thing. Like she's been taking intercept marks. She looks great down back. And even the commentators, like in the game, she took a nice intercept mark and they're like, "Is there anything better in this game than seeing Chelsea Randall?" Take an intercept mark as good as that, and it's like, yeah, she's not, she's not, <laughs> she's not changing her role anytime soon. Bit of floggish commentary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I, found it kind of funny because I was like, yeah, there would be better things to see. Actually, <laughs> seeing her
0: take a pack mark as a forward, much better things, clearances <laughs> from the midfield, <laughs> just anything else really. But yeah, so in terms of value options in the forwards, they're they're the kind of ones that we would flag. There's not really too many other ones. Most of the other forward options are. Relatively highly priced. Um, Yeah. All right, we'll move on. Actually, we'll cover Eamon's question of top four defender upgrade targets as well. Who do you like, Well, So, Eamon, I'm really sorry,
1: but I'm a little unclear as to whether you mean top four, like the best players, like the best primos that we think are going to be, you know, from now until the end of the year or, or like whether you want us to consider value in there. I like Hannah Priest, obviously. I think she's clear number one. I like Carney. Um, I think she offers a slight amount of value. I think
0: she's clear number two yeah, as well. Yeah, she's clear Carney. number
1: two. And yeah, she's not too expensive. So actually, if you don't own own either of them, I would maybe even grab Carney first if you, if money's tight.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like those two. They're, they're my, my two, you know, number one and number two as well. If you're looking for someone slightly cheaper, Daisy Darcy is one that you can... Consider this week, if not wait on, and she'll probably dip in price next week. Um, she can hang around the top five and could be a great option. Mid seven hundreds there. Other than that, Tanya Kennedy is one that we flagged. Grider is also cheap and is coming off a bad score. You don't prob- do it to yourself. You pretty hell. <laughs> it, it hurt our souls this week, but she's someone that could tide you over. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's the same in defence and forwards for me. They're the lines that you just want to pay up, bring in the best players. And the midfield is actually the line where I would be happy to play around some value because there's still good premiums in the midfield that you can get cheaply at the moment. Cool. All right. We'll move on to Corey Blackledge's second question, second part of his question, which was Ali Anderson or Elise Parker this week? To me, it's pretty clearly... Elise?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, just me, because me of the too. tag that Anderson's going to get next week in two weeks' time. Yeah, um, absolutely agree. Yeah. As as great as Ellie Anderson is, it's just awkward timing with that tag. You're going to want to get rid of her in a week's
0: time. So just get Parker. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we've got another question from Simo and it's midfield downgrade targets. Um, Depends
1: how cheap you need. If you're talking about a rookie, it's slim. It's very slim pickings. I can't really see anyone that I'd want to grab. Maybe Aurora Smith.
0: Yeah. She's 600K now, though. Exactly. You just mentioned Gabby O'Sullivan, about 500K. She's probably the one that I'd happily bring in, and I think you could take the risk of playing her on your field. She only had a 50 on the weekend, but played about 75% tog. That'll go up considerably. She's averaged 80 for a season in the past. Um, She's probably the cheapest and best value in terms of output. Yeah. You can you can you possibly wait a week or you probably should wait a week really. Her, beer her is 57 so I don't think she'll go up too much in price. No. Um,
1: but yeah, 500k fi- what am I saying? 500k is dirt cheap. So yeah, Gabby O'Sullivan is definitely one to watch and you could take a punt on her this week if you're in a pinch.
0: Yeah, I still I still do like Aurora Smith as well. I think she's going to go up considerably in price over the coming weeks as well. She's probably one player that you could jump on it around six hundred k and ride up until she gets to you know nine hundred ish. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't be expecting the out the output that she had last week
0: though. I would, man. Maybe not quite seventy five, but I certainly think between sixty and seventy she could maintain. She looked terrific, and she's building nicely. I just think she's improving as the weeks go by. That's why I'd be keen to jump on her at 600K still. I think it could be similar t- sort of to the Tiana Smith thing where her first game was quite quiet and then she just built nicely and got herself up around 900K. Cool, all right. We've got a question from Tim at Tim, What do you think of these trades? G to Finn, Schultz to Edmonds, and Robottom to Parker.
1: Um... I don't know. I don't love it, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I'm not... I'm not mass. I don't like Rowbottom to Parker. Rowbottom has done nothing wrong. And her score... Her price is not really moving too much.
1: It doesn't make you quite enough. I No, I do like Parker as an option. The other thing oh, is... Oh, absolutely. But I don't like getting rid of Rowbottom. That's yes, the issue. Yeah. Schultz, you can definitely jump off. But I actually am looking to do that exact trade. Schultz to Edmonds. But next week. Because Schultz has an easy matchup this week and Edm- Edmonds comes up against Carlton with the double ruck combo. With
0: Morfitt just dropped a 118 on them
1: though. But she plays like a midfielder. It she is, it she is gets a bit like different. handball receives. She runs out the back. She gets like 25 touches a game. Yeah, whereas Edmonds she's, is more of just like she's the stop opposite. standard ruckman. Yeah, she, she really is the opposite of that. She's just like your classic tap ruckman. Um, t- tackles her way to a good score sometimes. But yeah, like...
0: She she'll have a tougher time this week. Sorry with the fidgeting. Stop tapping. I'm sorry. Stop tapping, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I agree. Gita Finn's fine. Schultz to Edmonds, I think, is a good trade. But row bottom to Park is the one. Parker's a great option, but row bottom to her is extremely sideways. And row bottom is just is probably one of the midfielders that I wouldn't want to trade out at this point.
1: But you've been <laughs> sorry, I'm just calling you out on this because you've been talking about selling Ghana, I know it's different. It's
0: it's incredibly different. Ghana's B is 157. Angie's 200K more than Robottom.
1: Yeah, it makes you a you lot of money. peanut. <laughs> but you're talking about a player that you wouldn't want to... It's to make trade out. It's to make money, there. Yeah, though. but this you, is you, to make money, too. It, to facilitate the other trade. to
0: Parker makes you less than 100K. It's not enough. It's not enough to do that sort of sideways trade. Yeah. You could trade Robotom, She might score 140 this week.
1: Now, there must be other midfielders that you have that would be better to sideways trade.
0: Yeah, I would I I I would say so. So we're ticking off I guess two out of those three trades, but not Yeah. The
1: third. There must there must be another way to make that 100k. Surely there's a there's a bench rookie that that could get you a 100k downgrade.
0: Going back to Corey's question for value defenders. Um what do you think of Jordan Allen? I started with her this year and she was okay. Ended up jumping off. She had a horrible game this week, but can you see her going up? She's currently 609k.
1: I, w- I wouldn't launch into it until I see something and that's that's like bottom line for me i I couldn't I, she's coming up for twenty
0: six right
1: twenty yeah. seven
0: yeah it's not great she was she was horrible on the weekend but it it doesn't make sense that she was she's that bad and honestly not it from the game in the weekend but earlier in the season she was still kind of passing the eye test I think like she's really athletic plays sort of a tall role but She's one that I could see turning it around. Her B is still higher than you would like, but, I mean, she's someone that you you could consider if you're really sort of strapped for cash and you're looking for a left field option.
1: Yeah, I think there is a, there is a reason why she scored really poorly this week. Like, it was super windy. Um, similar to that um, score from Grider on the weekend, like, it's sort of an anomaly. Um, like, we saw a lot of low scores... Um, it was just the ball was pinging around a little bit. So yeah, that, that could be an explanation for it. But again,
0: I still want to wait and see something. Yeah, awesome. All right, we've got a question from Michelle at xcx underscore survivor. Upgrade single to Morrison or upgrade doors to Parker. She also lists her other forwards and mids. She, said, she says her forwards are Gardner, Malloy, Conway and Roberts and her mids are Garner, Marinoff, Robottom, and Anderson. It's a strong midfield. It's a very strong midfield. Yeah.
1: Yep. It's harder for it's hard for me to visualize
0: it without seeing it, unfortunately. What what would you do? You start with that. It's a tough one. I'm a really big fan of Lucy Singler. I think she's had a terrific year. Um Nina Morrison is is quite clearly quite clearly a top three or four forward. Um yeah, to be honest. Oh, man, it really is a tough one. I kind of like that. You're going up to a guaranteed top five forward from single who's probably maxed out in price now. Um, and she is a tagger as well. So I guess she's kind of susceptible to dropping bad scores here and there. She's had a couple of 60s on the season. Morrison is just a solid 100 every single week. So that's probably the way I'd go. Um,
1: would, you trade, uh, would you trade Roberts over single? Is that something you'd consider? Absolutely. I would, I would. consider that because just looking at the names there... Um, I would, yeah, I would maybe do that.
0: Yeah, there you go. All right, that's that's a good. I, yeah, we yeah,
1: talked about agreed. it briefly before. Ella Roberts is a low priority trader, I think. Um, just with the run that Eagles have coming up, she has GWS this week, so she'll be fine this week. But then I think it's Melbourne the week after, off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, if you can do Roberts to to Morrison instead, definitely go that way. But in terms of doors to Park or single to Morrison, which way would you lean? For me, it's single to Morrison yep. this week. Yep, same. Awesome. All right, we've got one last question from Alec Johnson at Alec Johnson 1011 Is it time to cash in the T. Smith cash gen on the bench? Yes,
1: yeah. 100% yes.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And
1: I-, I think I even saw earlier today someone replied to that comment
0: saying yes. Um, very succinct, but it's, it's the correct answer. It is the correct answer. Awesome. Well, that wraps up listener questions for the week. We're going to move on to our top 16 chat. Great. Have you got yours written down? I do have mine written down. I will start, I'll kick us off with the defenders. At one, I've got Hannah Priest, then Emma Carney, Tani Evans, Charlotte Thomas, Angelique Stannett, and then an honourable mention to Isla Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the exact same six as you in the same order. Wow. Yep. There you go. That's, it's, it's good to agree. We should probably flag that. We think it's important to have this chat every week yep. because... It's such a short season, and because scoring and prices are so volatile, it can change quite rapidly from week to week. Cool. All right. We'll move on to the mids. What have you got, cousin? I've got Marinoff at one, Garner two,
1: Rowbottom at three, and Hatchard at four. And then I've actually got Ash Riddell sneaking into the top five this week with Prasparkas as an honorable mention. I've
0: got the same five. Yeah, in the same order. Yeah, but I've got Elise Parker as an honourable mention. <laughs> Prosparkis does not deserve to be anywhere near your top five. She since well, since round two, her scoring is nowhere near top five worthy. She's been atrocious since the first game of the season. I just I don't think she deserves yeah. to be anywhere near. That that's just that's where I sit on it at the moment. Can I can I just play devil's advocate though? So round
1: one, they absolutely obliterated um, the Bulldogs. And then they've had basically tough matchups every week since then. Other than Sydney, but she copped a hard tag from Tanya Kennedy. So they've basically, she's had it as hard as it gets since round one. And then Cat's draw is going to ease up. We had a look. She's not really going to get tagged, except for maybe a stoppage tag from Nanskorn this week. Other than that, she's going to cruise home. So I think she's worthy of mentioning as an, you know, an
0: honourable mention. But you're talking about a player that has a full round average of 91. I just... I don't Things know, man. Compared to those other five midfielders that we've both got listed in our in our top five, she's so far off the pace at the moment. Even Parker's coming off her best score of the season by a mile, 139. Top scorer for the round. But Noffy, Garner, Rowbottom, Hatchard, and Rudell are all 10 to 15 points better than Chris Parks at the moment.
1: At the moment, but... Again, like I said, we're aggressively trading into our predictions and she's got a soft draw, so... I predict that she
0: stays being a spud. <laughs> All right. No, okay, we'll move on to the rucks. What have you got? Uh, Allie Morfitt. Yeah, I've got Ali Morfitt and then Elise Edmonds as a, a cheeky honourable mention. Just yep. just another alternative option because not everyone's going to be able to get Morphet into their team. Yep. Uh, and then lastly, the forwards, what have you got? Gardner, Morrison... Too Good,
1: Hoare, and then Paxman at five with an honourable mention to Goldsworthy.
0: Mate, we're, we're pretty close again. I've got Gardner, Too Good, Morrison, Hoare, Goldsworthy at five, and Paxman is my honourable <laughs> mention. <laughs> All right. So there we go. I think it's probably a good sign that our, our top fives are getting closer. Well, our, our best 16 is getting closer and closer each week. Um, We literally just had the exact same 16 players in our best 16. So yeah, there you go. Unanimous cousins, best 16. Yeah. I think the
1: data is starting, you know, the cream are starting to rise to the top. The data, you know, everything is coming back to the mean, so to speak. Um, Prosparkus has come back to earth. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, uh, Paxman, you know, is, is coming into the top five where she belongs. Uh, So yeah, that's good. Those are our best
0: 16 after
1: round five. Well, yeah.
0: Well, sorry, I, yeah, I I didn't add. It was a unanimous except for one, <laughs> which was Goldsworthy and Paxman, but we both uh, yeah. had it in, a, in the honorable mentions. Yep. All right, cool. We'll move on from our best 16 and our Knights of the round table to the Cousins' Crystal Ball. <laughs> oh, Professor Loney. <laughs> he will return tonight. Sorry. Okay, it's time for the goofy part of the pod. Keebs' favourite part of the pod. Listeners, if you're only here for the serious stuff, just get out now because it's, it's about to get weird. <laughs> also, slight hot bake to you, cousin, for the editing last week in which the final two stings for the crystal ball and fantasy proverbs were basically non-existent. I
1: don't know what happened. I still, uh, yeah, I cooked it. I must have cooked it, but
0: I was distraught. I was upset. It was a bad week. you <laughs> You're also a bit of a, a bit of a perfectionist with the pod, so I imagine that would have eaten you up. It did, yeah. I haven't <laughs> I haven't slept since, but it's all right. Hey, no, we all make mistakes, and thanks for editing. That's okay. I appreciate you. That's man. all good. <laughs> all right, we'll move on. The cousin's crystal ball. Now, last week, Jados, you bagged one. You said Noffy would go sub 100 with the single tag. She scored a 91. How do you feel? He's just taken a bow. That that was the silent sound of me bowing to Keeves
1: because I nailed it. He I knew it was it. coming. I just I watched Noffy and I was like, there's no way. There's no way she's not copying attention for this. Like she is destroying it was GWS. Yeah, she's destroying GWS this week. I
0: reckon single's gonna tag her. I predicted it and now I'm one oh up. You are one oh up because I said Abby Derrick would go one ten plus She did score 100. It was her best score of the season. It was a loss. I'll take the L, but I will take a moral victory for what I am going to call as a close call. Yeah, a close call. I feel like it was half right in the fact that I thought she would have a good game, but she just wasn't quite as good as I needed her to be for the point, for the juicy, juicy point. And now I'm down 0-1. I I beat you in the men's. You're going to beat me in the women's. And then we're going to have to fight to the death to see <laughs>
1: with our <laughs> fists. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. What have you got for us this week? All right. You're going to hate me for this one, but
1: Jazz Garner to bounce back with a 140 plus.
0: Interesting. Interesting. I mean, 140 plus. 140 is a big score. 140 week, is massive. So I will give you. I will give you the point. I will give you the point. I'm just against Frio. Yeah. I th- she probably will go big against her, but even if she scores one forty, she's gonna dip in price. So I'm gonna give you that, cousin. No no banter, no barter. It's just yours. All right. <laughs> Mine to keep. Great. This week I've got Prosparchus goes sub ninety for the second week in a row.
1: God damn. Uh yeah, I mean that's bold. I'd I would call that bold. All right. But I also yeah, I do also think that she's not gonna be great this week.
0: Is it because she's bad?
1: She's not bad, but. All right. Just <laughs> no. I'll chasing. give it to you. Sub ninety is is for someone that I said is borderline top
0: five. I'll give you that. All right, I'm taking it. I'm taking it to the bank. So we've settled. Again, we're gonna have to start getting less convincing <laughs> with our predictions, so we can banter and barter. <laughs> you miss it, don't you? I do a bit, mate. To be honest, it's too simple. It is too simple. Why don't
1: we come up with a second prediction? Just an outlandish.
0: I missed the of time. Just straight off the top, without with the without dunk. taking any time. All right, you go first. Gabby O'Sullivan. <laughs> what a random name.
1: Seventy-five plus. All right. I'm gonna. Is go. that bold? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not very <laughs> bold. I thought about. It. I said it, and I was
0: like, you know what? That's <laughs> not bold at all. <laughs> it's not. It's definitely not, mate. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna swoop in with one here. Elise Parker, one twenty plus against against West Coast.
1: Yeah, back, I mean back to back one twenties for anyone is is hard to do. One twenty plus Elise
0: Parker. West Coast though, I don't think. It... I thought See, I thought so, Dowrick was gonna go one ten against West Coast. She only dropped a ton, a yeah, flat but ton. They lost. Yeah, but okay. so West,
1: you know, it negates the the shitness of West Coast. And the Giants
0: <laughs> are pretty bad. They could easily lose. They're not West Coast. No, they're not. They're they're actually
1: so (laughs) it's funny, GWS have been getting blown out of the park every week. Yeah. Off the park. Out of the park. I mean, it works anyway, I guess. It does. It does. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to that. Um but they've been competitive for most of those games. Against Melbourne, they looked competitive man, for three quarters. <laughs> against Adelaide, they looked competitive for three quarters. And, <laughs> and, three. and against North, these are all... So the thing is, you can look bad when you play three of the top three teams.
0: Yeah, being competitive for three quarters and then getting obliterated for the last one isn't really being competitive.
1: No, but that's <laughs> the way they look when you play... Oh. If If they play that same way against West Coast... They will do the same thing to West Coast.
0: 120 plus is a big score, though.
1: Maybe I'll make my my bold prediction about GWS beating West Coast by 30 plus.
0: That's nah. bold. West Coast suck, man. AFLW is it's a low-scoring game. It doesn't matter. Teams have scored 100-plus this year. West Coast suck. They suck so hard. Dick. We're West Coast fans. We are West Coast fans. Wow, you're and, being very brutal right now, cousin. And I know they won on the weekend, but man, oh man. Uh, look, it's not like a... It's not an attack on <laughs> the oh, on Are the you losses. sure? I'm sure, mate. I'm sure. <laughs> it's just in terms of the skill level of the West Coast team compared to the other teams. It's bad. They're bad. They're just not good. I don't know how they won. I do not know how they won. They played better. That's did they, they really, did. though? Yes. <laughs> no, okay, but... They moved the ball much better. 30-plus is not enough for Giants against West Coast. West Coast are that bad. Giants can be in my 100-plus. I wouldn't be a <laughs> no, they won biggest, <laughs> biggest margin of victory in AFLW history. Well, and that was... would be a bold prediction, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, do it. No. <laughs> Now, nah, give us a fantasy specific one. Parker, one hundred and twenty. That's it's relevant and relatively bold. Just something like that. One hundred and twenty-five, and I'll give it to you. No, that's massive. West Coast. That's huge, though. Do you think West, West Coast Co- are bad or not? West Coast haven't been giving up that many points. Dowrick was the highest scorer with a flat ton. Yeah, because it's Port Adelaide. Derek None a, of them score well. Dowrick dropped a one hundred and thirty last year in a game. We shouldn't do that this year in shorter that was quarters. A long time ago. Might man. I add? That was a long time ago. One hundred and twenty. Release Parker. All
1: right, fine. I'll give it to
0: you. Are you going to make one though? If you give me Gabby O'Sullivan 75 75 plus. You've got to have eight. I'll give you 80 plus for that.
1: It's against North.
0: She's done it. She She scored a 50 last week and she's she's had a bad shoulder. She scored a 75 in round one. Yeah. Yeah. So she's played two full games. One of those was a (laughs) 75. That's 50% chance of it happening. I'll give you 80 plus. That's bold. All right. Why why am I even predicting about Gabio? <laughs> Sullivan? I feel like you just panicked and said the first name that came
1: to your mind. Let me have a look. Let's take a time out. I'll have a proper think and we'll come back to it. All right. Okay, I've done some thinking and I have an interesting proposition for you. I'm ready. I'm actually also going to go with a Georgie Prespascas prediction. Okay. But I want to know what line you'd give me for an for an over.
0: You have to make the prediction first and then we'll we'll barter. We'll barter. 105 plus. No, that's not high enough. Really? What do you... 110 plus.
1: She hasn't gone above that since round one.
0: Yeah. I don't...
1: And she's getting a stoppage tag. Yeah. I right, reckon that's, right, that's yeah. pretty bold. No, I'll, I'll give you that. All right. So you're saying she's go, she's going sub 90. And you're saying 110 I'm plus. I'm saying she's going 110 plus this week.
0: I feel like my part of that is bolder than yours, but that's all right. So you're going to give it to me or not? I'll give it to you, but... Okay. I'll give it to you, but if you win it, I'll be salty about it. (laughs) (laughs) So look forward to that next week, listeners.
1: All right. Sounds good. And that's the end of our predictions for this week. And we're going to move on to Fantasy Proverbs.
0: Fantasy Proverbs.
1: All right, everybody, this is. Fantasy Proverbs.
0: That was the you flattest just, opening to a segment I've ever heard. My brain wasn't working. You <laughs> oh, roasted right. me for not thinking Every fast enough. Body. <laughs> this is fantasy proverbs. Where's the energy uh, cousin?
1: All right, guys, this is fantasy proverbs. Now, what happens with fantasy proverbs is we read out random quotes, proverbs, poems, proverbs. Jargon, whatever. It, Song lyrics. Whatever it is you can think of, we're going to read about it and we're going to talk about its fantasy relevance and we're going to hold it as our wisdom for this week. Now, you're going to send me yours first. And uh. I'm going to read it out and explain
0: why it's relevant. Go. Okay. I'm sending, it, I'm sending it to you now. I'm also giggling just because of how flat <laughs> the intro to Proverbs was this week. All right. It's sent.
1: <clears throat> Go. Okay. It's a quote from John Zerzen and it is... The pleasure of authenticity exists only against the grain of society, and that means that you have to be authentic, guys.
0: Is that it? Yep. <laughs> That's all you're going to say? <laughs> no, what I meant when I scoured the interwebs for that quote was that being unique, going against the grain, is how you be authentic. You have to boldly back in your own unique predictions and be authentic to yourself, and that is how you will go forward.
1: Great, that's really good. Back yourself in. Terrific. Back your judgment, and go against the grain. Be be authentic. Excellent. Be unique.
0: All right, are you ready for mine? I'm ready for yours, cousin. There's this. This is from no one apparently, no one in particular. Anonymous. It's anonymous, and the quote is: "Don't trip yourself running downhill." <laughs> What does it mean? And what that means is we're coming to the end of the season now. We're at the halfway point. Where in the downhill parts of the season. Don't make mistakes, people. Don't do what Keeves did this week. And make just make absolute mincemeat of your team by not putting in the required effort to check the game's start times. Don't be silly. Don't trip yourself up. Stay out of your own way and put the effort in to succeed That's perfect. I couldn't have said it better myself.
1: Don't trip over running downhill. Yeah. All right. So that brings us to the end of our
0: podcast for this week. I'm flat again now. (laughs) I've got to sulk through the week until the games start again and I can hopefully bring some joy back into my own life. And you will.
1: All right, so thanks everyone. What am I saying? Man?
0: He's lost it. He's gone flat. He couldn't. He couldn't bring the energy for problems. He couldn't. He couldn't make sense of John Zerzan. The man's quote. He's. He's stumbling. Shambles, mate. Get absolute to absolute shambles. Yeah.
1: You know what? You can just end the podcast today. Okay. Here and
0: listen. If you have made it to the end of the pod, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate you all. We love you all, listeners. If you have been listening and you would like to see more of our work you can find us on twitter at the cousins pod and
1: at on instagram at cousins underscore afl underscore fantasy
0: there it is that's where we do our best work this is also wh- where we do our best work again if you have been tuning in thank you for listening and we will see you next week good luck Kiss
1: your cousin
0: Kiss your cousin. Kiss him on the lips.
1: Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin. I love my cousin.